I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Our friend Andrew Hosier Byrne, who mm. needed backing singers, and Karen was doing was doing the work, but she had to do her thesis, and I was only in third year, and uh, so I got to go to like around Europe. We went to the states, like stayed in like class wow. hotels in LA, and all. I was like, this is unreal. Uh, wow. We did like so. Actually, when I came back from like a two week thing in the states with with Hosier, I was supposed to have like a year and a half left of college, and I just didn't go back in. Welcome to the A Life in Dublin podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit, at least. Ireland is a very small country perched on the west of Europe, which is well known for a number of things, but where we have always punched well above our weight was in the music domain. Our guest today, Quida Barra, is a seriously talented musician with a phenomenal voice. We chat to her about the journey she has taken to become a professional musician, her creative process and the importance of community. Kui is based in Berlin and gives us a good insight into the different culture that exists around creativity and art between Germany and Ireland. Personally, I feel extremely lucky to have been able to chat to Kui. I recommend checking out her music, which I'll add a link to in the description of this episode. I'll also add a link to her socials. Thanks everyone for the time you take to tune in. I won't say too much more other than I hope you enjoy the chat I had with Kui de Barra. I started recording this like last August, but in a kind of half one foot in, one foot out kind of thing, like trying yeah. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I said, I, I started really liked it, enjoyed it. Um, and then I'd say from maybe October, I was like, I'd like to do this. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was saying on the podcast earlier, it's it's my it's my gardening, you know, or it's yeah, my yeah, hobby. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I think of gardening, but <laughs> <laughs> choose that as a hobby. Pick something cooler. Yeah. This is my. You do garden. have a lovely garden. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I do something to it like once a year. Yeah. Um. 
Pete, I really appreciate you doing this. And you, of course. Um, we chatted, I think, I can't remember when it was, but um, when you said, like, I'll be here in March at some point, we can figure out a time. I was mm-hmm. like, boom, that's amazing. Um, I'm really excited about chatting to you. Yeah, okay. well, like, I'm just glad that you thought of me. Yeah, it's can you bring that here. mic actually a bit closer to you? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then you should be all good. I'll sit a bit closer as well. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Right? I'm I'm learning to look at the thing and talk at the same time. Uh, I'm very bad at doing two things at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think people are going to start complaining unless yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, unless they don't. But uh, for anybody who's who's listening and and doesn't know, you're uh, an extremely talented musician uh, and an uh, unbelievable voice. Oh, thank you very much. Um, how did that come about? what's that all about Uh, I just could always sing actually Um, yeah I was just uh, I was a big Michael Jackson fan as a kid Uh, I always loved um, Stevie Wonder and I just could always do it or sing along with Disney and stuff you know it was just Mm. it's always something that's come naturally to me Um, and I think because of that I didn't take music seriously for a while like I I didn't I didn't do music in school or anything Mm. and uh, it wasn't until I was like almost in my mid twenties that I was like, ah, wait a minute, maybe okay. I'll choose this as a career path. Do you know? Wow. Yeah, but uh, but singing, thank God, has just been uh, what has been like my kind of constant. So when you say constant and you like Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder, is this kind of singing in the shower uh, or like you did like you were somehow yeah. singing properly or? Oh, I was singing in like in like the back of the car. Okay. You know, I'm like, you know, sing along with whatever. Like I used to like, you know, wear out the little lyric booklets from whatever CDs my parents were playing in the car kind of thing, Do you know, um, nothing, nothing too out there. But like, you know, and then when I was a teenager, I was in school musicals and okay. um, and, and when I was, uh, I guess, 14 or so, that's when myself and Karen and Saoirse started being Wyvern Lingo, our band. Mm. Um, I got like, I met them when I was about 12 and. Karen convinced me to buy a drum kit with my confirmation money and we just would have little jams at lunchtime in my house because I lived right around the school. Oh, cool. Was, right around from the school, I was still always late. But mm-hmm. uh, so I was always playing in bands, always like, always active in music. I even like was in a few people's leaving cert exam for their like practical, you know, when you had to do like a performance. So I did one in one school, Jared's, I think, and then I did one with my other friend in our school and it was the same examiner and she was like why aren't you studying music like you wow. absolute idiot so yeah, I don't yeah. really understand this so you like were actually uh, like performing and people analysed what you were doing yeah that's that's that. I think that's the Leaving Cert Music exam is okay. you have like like I think half of it is theory and then half of it is performance based okay. so I was playing I think I was a lead singer in my friend's band thing in, in that school and then in, in another one I was just like playing bongos Okay. <laughs> it was the same examiner and she was like you're an idiot so you've got you you had this talent that was just there but you weren't really taken seriously I yeah um until yeah. you got to your mid-20s where you decided maybe as you said I should try and do this for a living well yeah yeah so I went on to I actually went to NCAD and I was doing fine art sculpture and I was like really kind of bashing my head against the wall trying to make like really good art and it's really important for me that people know what I'm talking about, even in like this kind of situation. I want to make sense. Yeah. Which is which kind of jars when you're trying to make conceptual fine art, because so there's so much of that is, is, you know, very high concept and can be 
it's it, sometimes the mystery is the whole point in some ways but uh, I, I find that kind of difficult and I realized all the pieces I was making in college were like trying to do like trying to put on events I wanted to put on gigs really do you yeah. know ultimately and I was always doing music all the while like there was a super thriving uh, music scene in Dublin at the time like do you guys remember Knock and Stockin'? Yeah. Festival. Yeah. So that whole gang were were like super busy in uh, Sweeney's. I think mm. before that was Magruder's, but that was before my time. Sweeney's, yeah. Sweeney's on Dame Lane. Yeah. And like they, like the girls and I had just done our leaving cert and they were like having us in to do gigs. And I think we hadn't done our leaving cert when we when they first booked us. Uh, and Wow. Yeah, but it was just... I remember the musicians. The musicians were unreal in that yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like there was there was gigs on every night and like... There was bands that had residencies, like Nine Bar Blues Band, and I think they were on a Saturday, and they were just unbelievable, yeah, I them. you know, yeah. And then I was in a, a kind of skiffle bluegrass band playing Cajon, okay. and we had a residency every Friday from like five to seven. I think we got like 20 quid each, free pie and pints. But Happy like, days. I was 19 in town, being like, ew! That's, uh, uh, it's so, that's funny, you know, because I actually haven't thought about that place in a long time, but... Yeah. So, this must have been around... 20 between 2013 14 I think that was more like 2010 2010 11 I think okay ages um, ago wait what, yeah. well no maybe I'm wrong no no it was about 20 yeah 2011 so yeah ish for anybody who maybe who's listening to this podcast and doesn't know where we're talking about it's a bar on Dame Street that's now called uh, I can't remember what it's oh called oh my god now. who cares yeah, yeah unfortunately <laughs> it's, it's just turned into um, we, we won't name it but it's the most boring bar and yeah. it's, it's such, a, such a shame that Queenie's was gone because even then you had what turned into like this kind of Brazilian night downstairs yeah like like rock music and then proper heavy music upstairs it was a real mixture yeah of, yeah um, music and talent and it was brilliant yeah um, I imagine th- maybe I saw you back in the day probably I don't know. easily easily I keep meeting I people the, these I was days in the place enough. that's it like everybody was there do you know and it's funny because every like so many people remember Sweeney's that whole day like we definitely just like like bumbled past each other like several times and that you know what I mean yeah. it's just like it was such a hub at the same time, like, I remember when it was still going and we were all kind of felt like we were slaves to the place. Like, you know, all right, it's over now, we're finished. But then there was nowhere else, really. So you were kind of bound to it in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just the nature of these things. They just have their moment. And then, yeah. you know, it's very hard to, like, keep with it, I suppose. Keep stay as the, like, place that makes sense to everybody, do you know? Yeah. Um. So how was it, like, for you in terms of meeting other people in there? Yeah. Um, like a, a big part of why I started this pod, podcast and why we do it is to try and help people meet new people. Mm. Because as an adult, like you live in Berlin now, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. um, meeting people as an adult, making friends as an adult from yeah. scratch is really difficult. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people who I talk to on this podcast, they might get involved in something, whether it's music or, you know, could be CrossFit or, or whatever it might yeah. be. Um. And, they, you know, it's a nice way to get into a community and to start meeting people and becoming friends and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even as, a, as an Irish person, for you coming in from Bray into the city centre to play music in Sweeney's, was it like, did you feel like really part of that community? Like, were you there almost as much for that as for the music or? Do you know, I, I think maybe, uh, maybe 
it was also I kind of learned a lesson in that like when you have something to give it's it's a conversation starter already so like if you just played a gig that's an in do you mm. know you've al- you've already broken the ice with somebody yeah. you know because they're going to say about your gig or vice versa you say about their gig I mean the place was full of musicians um, and then when you have this like thriving scene and you already have something to talk about and and you all know why you're there you know uh, I think that that can be just yeah I mean super I mean it also helps that you're all drinking and hanging out but yeah do you know but I think at the same time at that age like I you know I was like just turned 19 had grown up in Bray you know this was like my first experience of meeting all of these people that were like really into like rock music which I loved also really into country I was like that's cool uh but you know it was just like uh, all these passionate people and we were all excited to meet each other because we were all really passionate about music so that was like kind of it, it made it easy I suppose yeah you know and even even like yeah I I think I think that that I kind of learned that sometimes when you have your head down doing work and you're like, God, I should really be out meeting people. You're like, you kind of reap the benefits of good work sometimes when like, I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but like, for example, when, when Wyvern Lingo, we released a song called I Love You Sadie. And then I would meet people and that would be a conversation starter because they were like, oh, that song was class. Let's do this thing or that, you know, it suddenly kind of ups your popularity a little bit or like your potential for uh, collaboration or, you know, all that sort of thing. So yeah, I think I, I think I, it's just it's connecting with people, isn't it? Yeah, like it is. In, yeah, in a way that, like in a healthy way, in a way mm-hmm. that you're producing something that people enjoy. Yeah, um, and can maybe relate to, or you know, perhaps they you know listen to it while they're having dinner or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, and I think that, uh, like as you said earlier, you're like you're giving something to people, mm-hmm. and you do get like the reward back for it. Yeah, if it's. If it's good work or whatever it might be and I like what you said earlier on as well about um communicating things in a way that people can can get it and it's not yeah. like too um like I think that's really important in any form of art like as you said yeah. sometimes the mystery is is the art mm-hmm. but I think that's okay if you can reach that conclusion in your head yeah, you're like, yeah, okay yeah. I think this is supposed to just be like a uh, I can't figure this one out currently yeah, and that's yeah. actually what you know and uh, that's a re- reflection of life or whatever mm-hmm, maybe it yeah, might yeah, be yeah. but sometimes when you when you see something or watch something or listen to something and you're like what the hell was like I have no idea what for me I uh, the value is lost mm. does that make sense completely yeah 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 completely I mean if they, if you feel like you're outside of something or like isolated from it then it yeah it can feel like very I suppose intimidating and a bit like, uh, yeah, it can kind of not be good for your confidence if you if you feel like you're not really getting something. But then at the same thing, it's just at the same time, it's just that's not for you, do you know? Yeah, you know that kind of way. But I just feel like for me, music is 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 such a is such a sincere way to like to make a connection with somebody, do you know? And that these days I'm really into writing what, what I feel I need to write, what I like. And even if like two other people are like, I love that. I'm like, oh yeah, unreal, unreal. Because for cool. years with Wyvern Lingo, we were trying to write pop music, which is cool. And I love pop music, but uh, it's just not not where I'm at at this particular moment in time. Mm. Where um, are you at this particular moment in time? Uh, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I live in Berlin. But <laughs> I, uh, and we're in this lovely studio. I... Um, yeah, I'm 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 working on my solo thing. Uh, that's really where my head is at. I'm like obsessed with it at the moment. 
Uh, I'm really just trying to like get my chops on guitar, my vocal chops, everything just like really good and try to write really quality classic songs. Yeah, That'll, I love the song yeah. Messy Head, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you very much. Yeah, pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. See, yeah, at some point, when you're working with a label, sometimes you send in demos and, and they ha- kind of have a, they've got a bit of a, a checklist of like, okay, this will this work for radio? Will this work as a single? And like songs like Messy Head will not, but meant the world to me, mm. do you know? And so when that song kind of doesn't even get commented on in like a demo email, yeah. then it's like, okay, I have to do this thing. I yeah. have to record it. You know, even if like, you know, I think I know like two, like this, maybe that, this is the exact example I was thinking of was this song that people are like, I love that song. And then it's only like two people and I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Great. It makes sense. Yeah. Do you know? And that's like, it's not the most uh, shrewd way to go about it, but, but I, I'm just, I just have to kind of pursue it. Certainly for like, I don't know, an album or two. Uh, go you know? for it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I'm not an artist, but I think I, like I imagine as an artist that you have to be getting that energy back from it. Yeah. You know, if you feel like you're producing or creating something that you're not fully into. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before you run out of steam. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then, you know, if people are vibing with it, you can kind of have this like, oh, well, I don't care. Do you know? Mm. Uh it's almost like a defense mechanism, like, oh, well, I lost interest in that ages ago, so whatever. It didn't even feel like me, you know. Yeah. Can It can get like that, especially when, when something kind of goes through a lot of production and a lot of different, like, opinions and stuff. Um, and, and that's not to say that I really do feel like that about much of the Weberlingo stuff at all. Like, I, 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 really, I really love and I'm really proud of, of what we did. But just, like, in this, like, even modern pop music, I'm kind of not paying that much attention. It's just not where my head's at. Yeah. You know. Um, if chapter one was the the confirmation drums, chapter two was Sweeney's. Where, where, where is <laughs> where uh, we jumped? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chapter well, it was the the academic studies. And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then chapter three, uh, where where did you end up next on the musical journey? So so I think I kind of skipped the the college conversation there because so Sweeney's was how I was like in the music scene, and then because of that. Uh, I was, I suppose, on the radar of our friend Andrew Hosier Byrne, who mm. needed backing singers, and Karen was doing was doing the work, but she had to do her thesis, and I was only in third year, and uh, so I got to go to like around Europe. We went to the states, like stayed in like class wow. hotels in LA, and all. I was like, this is unreal. Uh, wow. We did like so. Actually, when I came back from like a two week thing in the states with with Hosier, I was supposed to have like a year and a half left of college and I just didn't go back in because I was like you know understandably I had yeah, actually you'd be like fuck this I'm yeah, a big deal now yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's funny because it wasn't because I wanted to keep doing the work in fact I think I was a bit of a brat about it I think I didn't realize what a sweet gig I had but I also uh, I I I loved the I loved being part of the gang and all that but I didn't want to be a backing singer yeah I I, I just felt like I wanted to write music you know so Around that time, Wyverlingo were working on our first EP that we were releasing and we'd made a few contacts and I was kind of, yeah, disillusioned, I suppose, with with our college and whether this is really what I wanted to do. Uh, And then, yeah, just the little glimpse of doing it with, like, doing these gigs with Andrew and I was like, ah, even if I never get to what's going on here, uh, I want to do music, you know, um, even if it's I'm scrimping and saving and, you know, this is this is really what what I feel like I want to do. So it was great to have that. Yeah. To have that 
a chance to realize it. And then we released our first EP that year and met our label and stuff. And we, you know, like was a lot of that was thanks to to Hosier and we met a lot of people through that. And then that's how that's really when we were like, all right, let's do this. Let's like fully get on board and do this. So, Um, like, I'm interested to know about that. Like, it must have been really a life changing experience doing that tour. Yeah. Um, And maybe seeing the way he dealt with it. I don't know mm. um, really anything about that side of him. I just know his music, but I yeah. don't know like, you know, how he deals with being so famous and so yeah, popular yeah. and all of these things and the lifestyle of that might be around that. Yeah. Um, But when you were in that, you did you think to yourself, like, I know you said you wanted to write your own music, but yeah. you're like this, yeah, I want to give this a real go. I think it was maybe the most... It was the most uh, realistic, and it was not re- even realistic because his his star just took off so quickly. Yeah. He was like, "Oh my god, oh, I'm not ready." Uh, yeah. Do you know? I think they all knew it was going to be good, but like, wow, it really took off. Um, and I mean, I think he handled it well. I know oh, the whole the whole team were were exhausted because it was just like you have to jump on every single opportunity that comes your way, and you know, jetting all over the place. Like we went, we did go on a private jet one time. That was class. Because <laughs> wow. it was like I had to leave a gig and go straight to do to Milan for a thing. You know, it was like it was just, but that was it was necessary because it was just like you can't you can't leave any stone unturned when you're trying to like get your foot firmly in the door as as I suppose a proper pop star and that's what yeah. he is now you know now you yeah. like so there was a lot of hard work a lot of hard work and you're kind of at the behest of what's going on around you um which are you know there's that kind of level of things that i i would be a bit of a sacrifice i think if it got to that level that you'd be you would be losing something i think you yeah. lose your your uh uh what's the word autonomy or something or, you know you, mm-hmm. you lose your agency yeah um and so yeah, but it was the first time that I'd seen like, oh, this, you know, this is a bit mad, but you could get it to some kind of a level. And then I think, you know, it just so made sense that like Karen and Sersha from Waverlingo, we were all like, ah, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. let's give this a go. Um, Can I ask, what does that like look like? I mean, <clears throat> I, I might know from other people's point of view of maybe starting a business, for example, what that what that might mean. And yes, what are we sacrificing? Exactly. That so, was yeah. So so. Uh, Sersha had just got a job as like she was supposed to start as like the manager in a new restaurant and this was like the the biggest job she'd gotten so far she'd been like yeah. kind of working her way up in that way and so she quit that job mm-hmm. uh Karen had just finished her degree and it would have been time to move on to whatever the next thing was a master's or or start to work she didn't do that uh, I had just dropped out of my fine art course so I was like mom I'm a musician and she's like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> You're doomed anyway. <laughs> we lost hope for you a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, yeah, it was just like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is our full-time thing. So it was finding a, finding a rehearsal room. It was officially starting the band as like a company from like, you know, from the, a bank account point of view. And is that what getting you set do? up as a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like you get set up as a business basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're making income and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. depending on, on the, the level of gigs, we would be able to pay ourselves a wage, sometimes not so much. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing like a cover band hustle on the side for years. Um, and yeah, but it was like that we all committed to like, right, we're a full-time band. That's our full-time thing. Nothing else takes priority. Wow. So we did that for like, I was 23 when we probably made that thing. We got Then we got the record deal and then like can i ask like that wow getting it like you, that's the sort of stuff so 
Um, and Polly, no, I know Polly for a long time. Um, and just for anybody listening, thanks, Polly, for helping me set this up. Today. Hey, Polly. Um, <laughs> um, but when I was, um, I'm really embarrassed to say this to you, actually. Um, <laughs> but I used to be a big deal in the music scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, no, but I was back in the day. I I was not I wasn't talented in, in any way. Left Shut up! Get no, to the I, point. Yeah, what? The point was right. Um, I had little myself and a few of my mates. We had a little band, right? Oh yeah. And uh, shite, you can tell us we did a gig together. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, good, no, good, no. good, good, uh, good. God, no, no. <laughs> good. Um, there is a claim to fame there. Our claim to fame, our biggest claim to fame, is we supported at the time a band called Twenty One Demands, who turned out to be Codeline. No way. Uh, um, but Great. That, yeah. Um, but anyway, like yeah, I was like 15, 16 years old, and what? had these crazy dreams of you know. Um, you know, like things like record deal yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or playing in stadiums and all that. Yeah, all these kind of yeah, disillusioned yeah, yeah. minds that I had at the time. <laughs> um, you got to dream big. And uh, yeah, so I can't imagine, like if we had actually kept going and had the talent to do it and actually mm. get into that moment of having a record deal, which mm. it's... It must have been a nice feeling. I mean, the words sound really impressive. Don't they? Yeah. We got the record deal, but yeah. like, it's just a fancy bank loan with an opinion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I, we had a great time with, with our label. Like, um, they're, you know, they're great lads and were like super helpful for us. But they pay for the recordings. They don't pay for your day-to-day life. They don't pay for, you know, life carried on the same. It was just like, cool, when we write the music that we've all agreed on, then the studio time will be paid for mm. and that's or like the videos to promote it or whatever so your actual life doesn't change that much at, yeah. at all yeah. but it you know feels cool yeah and it sounds cool but you know is there validation right yeah it's the validation yeah 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 is there a certain amount of pressure behind it uh yeah yeah i mean you know you would have to be you would have to be sending them demos and you would be obliged like you're contractually obliged to be sending them doing what you have and doing the work but i mean we wanted to do it so yeah you know you hear of people getting really bad deals you know where they and they get shelved they get just ignored but they can't work with anybody else where we had a really good time with our label you know what they wanted from us we were like yeah 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 cool we want to send you music we want to like get radio success we want to do all of these things you know so that was so that was a really kind of nice relationship in that way is your label irish yeah ruby works so it's the okay. same label as as hosier yeah um and they were they had uh, rodrigo gabriella hudson taylor Amazing. um yes they're they're great and so yeah we had a lovely time but and, like is, our lives didn't change drastically where is their studio base um they don't well they their offices are dunleary okay yeah and not too far away from you then Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was grand. So we'd go in for meetings every now and again, have a lovely time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, you get the record deal. Mm-hmm. It becomes comes the real deal then, yeah. I guess, to a certain extent. Yeah. And you can turn around to your mum anyway and you can say, like, I actually am a musician. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then there comes, obviously, that certain amount of pressure with it. Um, I'm interested to know like how you ended up in, in Berlin and maybe why you ended up in Berlin. Yeah. I, want, I, I knew a guy before I used to work with him and his name was David. I can't remember the name of his band. But like you, this is maybe six, seven years ago, He they moved over to um, Berlin also. <coughs> Excuse me. And I remember he told me actually it was because 
he said he's like mark it's just because of spotify and i was like okay i was like why it's like we got put onto some random playlist in germany and we're getting quite a lot of listens in germany so we're going to go over and gig cool in, in germany and um, so that's why he moved to berlin ah nice um and i've heard of other people not in your industry but actually mm. comedians looking to move on who were on it's like uh, we had sean oyosa who was on this podcast and he said i'm gonna go to berlin because it's just a, a bigger creative scene there and i can do two or three gigs a night in wow. berlin um and i think at a young age as a comedian as he said you just have to be like practicing practicing yeah, all the time so for him skin, it's for perfect sure. yeah um how did you end up moving there well so yeah so I, like i guess because Wyvernango we'd kind of like committed to each other like it's like being in a in a relationship mm. so we'd all been trying our best in in ireland and then all of us i, I certainly just like always had a wanderlust and wanted to live somewhere else and experience that and we had done a few tours around Germany. Um, not nothing necessarily to warrant moving there, but like it just made sense uh, as well because you know everybody's kind of trying to like live at home or live in some sort of weird situation here in yeah. in Dublin um, or or Wicklow. And so, thankfully, we all wanted to make that change, and we just we found a, a studio that we wanted to record our second album in. So we actually end of twenty nineteen we went there to record in this deadly studio and start to kind of spread roots. And then finally, March 2020, I got an apartment and, you know, then it was like a week later, it was like, oh, no, you don't back mm. to Ireland, but continue mm. to pay rent on that apartment that you got there. Okay, no. oh, Rage. So, uh, yeah, I was paying for like an empty apartment for about a year because mm. I, you know, obviously went back to stay with my mom in, in Bray. Yeah. And then it, and then it kind of came to be came to light that not every like not all of us in the band were actually happy to be there. Like I couldn't wait to get back. But, you know, Saoirse was kind of admitting that she felt anxious about going back there. She wasn't she wasn't really didn't feel comfortable living in Berlin. And and then Karen was happier to stay here with her with her partner and stuff. And it was just, you know, in, there was a load of reasons why last summer we decided let's do our own thing for a while. So we've kind of we're on like uh, indefinite kind of break, I suppose. Hiatus. Hiatus. Yeah. OK. Um, and. Like, how has that, like, fueled what you're doing as a solo ar artist? Yeah. The the break? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the break. Uh, my solo thing has been cooking away for a while. Like, I, I feel like I got booked for things long before I was ever, like, being, putting myself forward to do things as a solo act, which is really cool. Uh, so, so then I was always kind of, it was always kind of bubbling away in my mind. And I think all of our songwriting styles are very different. So... So I think I was like, when, by the time we were taking a break, I was raring to go. I actually already had an EP recorded, you know, yeah. um, and Karen as well, like is doing a solo thing, Korea. And, you know, it's funny because I think that our, our, as a band, we like, I, we have a kind of a cohesive enough sound, but separately, I think we're just, we're taking up very different spaces, which is like yeah. really cool. Yeah, so, absolutely. So it's, uh, yeah, I think, I think just, you know, I was, I was kind of raring to go. I love change though. Like I'm a mm. devil for that. I'm just like, yeah, let's do something else yeah. completely different. Uh, but I think, so last August I went on a scooter tour around Ireland. I have like a one, two, one, two, five CC 
It's not a Vespa, it's a Royal Alloy. Okay, so you weren't supporting Scooter. Uh... Scooter! Yeah. No, I was like, Scooter tour, amazing. No, no, I wasn't supporting Scooter. No, I was driving myself around on a, on a like a Vespa type thing. Okay. Uh, with cool. like all my like instruments and my, my clothes and everything. Wow. For like a month around Ireland last August. Very cool. That was like the ultimate, like my own agency. I'm booking up myself. I'm going around by myself. I'm breaking out. How do you get the instruments on a on a scooter? I buy very small instruments. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I got this thing called like I, I was like googling the best travel guitars. So I got this little like pink. Oh, sorry, this is where it was strapped on the bike. That's why I'm like gesturing to my side here. But it's like a basically it's like I call it a pink spatula. It's like the size of of a giant spatula because it's just the neck of the guitar and then enough for the tuning heads are here mm. down in the body of it. And it's like if I if I wear it on my back, it looks like I'm I'm maybe going fishing or something. Like it's teeny weeny. And then I just bought like little lamps, and everything was just like very satisfyingly packed into small spaces. And uh, I just went around and played like little like I played bookshops, cafes, small churches that they're trying to get things going in the community, but like uh, tried to take my time in the places because so often when you're on tour, you're just in and out. And you're like, where are we? And you're just seeing the entrance yeah. to a venue and and not actually getting to experience the places um which is you know i think i think as a musician you get an extra privilege because i love traveling but then i love doing something that makes you feel a part of the place that you've gone to or like like okay. you know like you're giving something or you're getting you're getting the privilege to to give people an experience yeah. in some way and yeah. that you know uh it almost validates you going there so that was yeah that was kind of a something that i'd wanted to do forever and uh, I finally got to do it last August, so that was class. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just living as a as a professional musician is, in in and of itself, obviously a dream. And then within that, you're kind of living little dreams. Yeah. Little kind of tangent dreams. Totally. That are coming yeah. off that. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to know a little bit more about your, I guess your creative process was mm. like an overused term, but. Um, what happens first? Is it something that you write on an instrument, or is it like an idea? Is it lyrics? Is it a melody? How how exactly do you put together a song? I don't know. <laughs> I have like I I I've been spending all of this year. So we're in March now. I've been spending this year and allowing myself to just songwrite because until now it's been yeah stolen moments between projects or trying to work on things when Wyvern and go have some downtime. Um. And for me, I just, I need to be constantly playing guitar and writing. And I like, every day I do morning pages, you know, it's yeah. like, so like I w first thing I do on my coffee and then I'll do like three full, like A4 pages of just like, I need to have a shower. Oh my God, I forgot to do this. And blah, 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 you know. Is that, uh, can I ask, is that literally what it is? I've often, yeah. I've tried in my life to like do stuff like that, but I've always failed because uh, yeah. there's a judgment as nope. to what you're putting down. Nope. You put absolute nonsense down. You okay. just like talk to yourself. You just like get it out. Okay. It's almost like, and I can feel when I haven't done it, like I need to like get, get the thoughts out and it's boring and mundane. And sometimes by page three, you're like, I have nothing to say, but that's literally what you're writing. <laughs> and then suddenly you start writing about some random memory that you have of like some weird way a girl looked at you in school. Like, yeah. you know, it's the weirdest things will bubble up. Yeah. It's almost like you're like, like you know like when there's been like a big storm at sea and like random quinsworth bags blow up from yeah. from like years ago i don't know it's just like it's for me it's it's, it's just like a good like brain drain it's just like a, oh, let's just like rinse out all these like useless thoughts 
to get to the good stuff and just then to take the judgment your self-judgment away of like just writing whatever when you yeah. want to write poetry which is something that i also try to keep on top of mm. so in theory my process is i happen to land on something on guitar that strikes my interest uh, and then a melody will come to me please god mm. and then that'll probably sit on my voice notes for about a year okay and i'll still remember it and then i'll know ah that was obviously kind of good wow then i'll come back to it and then it'll like it might flesh out in certain days and on other days it'll be an effort uh but all the while i feel like it's kind of stewing away so it's funny because for me it's very slow i almost feel like my band members at this point are like past me uh present me trying to trust past past me and trying to uh, impress future me it's just like constantly trying to keep myself interested and that it like lasts my own test of time I yes suppose. yeah because yeah. things will just fall out and you'll be like what the fuck was that and then you have to like wait a few months before you're like no that was good actually so you have the discipline to be able to go uh i guess get excited about something that you've written and then leave it alone and then let the emotion from it go away and then come back to it and go, was that actually any good or not? I guess it's discipline. I think if uh, it's it's actually not discipline, it's a lack of attention span. It's I'll get it to a certain point and then if I keep working on it, it'll get shit. So it's more like, Whoa. okay, leave it alone, leave it alone until like the idea like is 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 flowing again or something makes sense. Because I feel like if I if I finish something too quickly, it just it'll just be too rushed or it'll be too neatly tied up and that's a really annoying process but that's what mine seems to be like i've been working on songs for like three months i've written two mm. and i've been working like consistently but i have faith that the two i've done are really good well <laughs> the ones i'm listening to are really good so you're obviously doing something well um but like it's 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 impressive just to listen to you and like how you have the ability to to step away from or to I guess the key is to know when to step yeah, away from something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why this has come into my head, but um, I was watching a YouTube video or wasting my life on YouTube a while mm -hmm. ago, and I was watching a video of Marco Pierre White. <laughs> you know, you know, the chef it was like in the nineteen nineties or something. It was like this real like Michelin star chef, and he's yeah. like, you, the the key to real good really good food is knowing when to just leave it alone ah, yeah, and you yeah, like yeah. not put any more sauces or seasoning mm. or whatever he's like let the ingredients do their work or whatever it yeah is. And he says that was the most he was like that was the most difficult thing for me to learn yeah um and i imagine also because you can kind of you get the the hustle mentality isn't mm -hmm. it the hard work mentality is like no i'll I'll hard work this song out of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But actually you might be shooting yourself in the foot by doing that. Yeah, because I think, especially I think with songwriting, there's some, there's, I mean, you know, like the pop structure is, is one that we all know and it works and yeah. it's worked for years. Uh, and so it's really, it's tempting to just be like, bloop, 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 and then it's done, <laughs> you know? <laughs> by the way, did you, did you write that down? Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> And some live Next music song. from Queen of Ireland. <laughs> Next song. <laughs> Classics. What I tell you. What I tell you. <laughs> but yeah. like, I, yeah, and, and I think, especially when it comes to, like songwriting, I suppose, is one thing, but then there's the actual like recording. Uh, that's why with my own, my, my, with my solo EP, I was really wanted to be very minimal with the instrumentation because it's so tempting to get trigger happy with layers. Yeah. 
And I think in this day and age, uh, it's a really cool thing that like so much technology and, and, and recording technology and uh, plugins and samples are like uh, basically accessible to everybody. Yeah. And so and so you can make really great, really cool sounding tracks. And that's really possible to do for loads of people. And that's deadly. Um, and then I realized that they start to sound a bit too familiar and they stop resonating emotionally, I suppose, with me, which which I realize is important. And so it has to be for me, it has to be about the kind of the the core of the song, you know, like I what's the music that I keep going back to and that doesn't age with time or, do, yeah. you know, uh, and for me, that's kind of a lot of music from the 60s and 70s, like Jeff Buckley live demos mm. um, and just trying to keep it really raw and making sure that the like the like basic core of the song is 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 good and would work playing here at the table with you guys yeah do you know because it's so easy to like build tracks on a on a DAW you know like trying to like build up on like on your computer moving parts around and then layering it up to make it sound more impressive and um yeah can I say I think that was probably one of the most impressive things for me while listening to it because um you can hear while listening to it it is just you and a guitar right yeah yeah most of the time and all the time but I think for me, that's what you, you go, OK, first of all, like listening to you, you're like, all right, this girl can sing. And then and then you hear the guitar and the, the lyrics that go because you connect more with lyrics and everything when yeah. when there's not so much happening in the song. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. There's songs out there like pop songs, I guess, that you probably don't even you sing the lyrics, but you don't even know what they are. Sometimes. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think with your music. And I, I, I think that's the key for it. Mm, yeah. That's why I enjoyed it. Well, that's great to hear because like that is it's re- super important to me. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's funny because I spend a lot of time trying to write poetry, knowing that it'll just fall into like goodish lyrics. Yeah. Do you know, or like you'll uh, you'll like set aside like this song is going to be about this and it's going to be so profound and it doesn't work as well as like come back to me baby in some moments you know that just yeah. like it's not gonna any sort of profound imagery isn't gonna fucking land in the same way as words that you recognize or you know but yeah certainly certainly lyrics is it's something that i try to keep myself fed with is like poetry and uh i try to i aim for poetry and like it's a that kind of like what was that shoot for the moon and you'll land in the stars kind of thing like yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. But it's brilliant. Uh, really enjoy it. I can imagine it's just going to get better and better. Um, so I'm really looking forward to hearing what uh, what these two songs anyway. That yeah, you have. cool songs. When, song. when Watch will out, they come out? So. Good question. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, all of these things take a very long amount of time. Um, so yeah, the short answer is I'm not sure. Yeah. I need to put the pressure on myself because I work better with deadlines. So I need to like book in the studio time. I don't know, maybe I'll probably book it in like May or June Yeah. and try to get it out this year. And do you like test those songs with an audience before you record them or an audience has never heard them before? Yeah, I, I plan on doing that. I didn't with the last EP because it was like I was trying to get time in between Wyvern Lingo. Um, like we were between tours and, and doing our own thing. Um, whereas with this EP, it'll be, I'll have a lot more time. Actually, it's funny because I was listening to your podcast with uh, Annie, yeah, it was yeah, and she was talking about the there not being a great spoken word scene in in Berlin, and it's not that I I don't know about spoken word specifically, but there's loads of open mic nights, yeah, and so it's and I live in an area that's like surrounded by all the like cute little pubs that have 
the open mic nights. So mm. it's my plan to uh, test out these songs in front of people. Mm, okay. So, yeah, like over the month of April. Uh, that's my plan. That's like my intention. That'll, that'll be good fun. Yeah. Um, I Berlin's a cool city. I've been there a few times. Um, yeah. I guess more on a, a more on a party basis than mm-hmm. um, let's kind of have a nice look around. Basis. Yeah. But um, I reached another one of my musical uh, achievements. One one of my proudest moments actually. Nice. Um, <laughs> I was in a bar with my it was my brother's stag party. And mm-hmm. We were there. It was like one of those like lovely. Um, beer gardens that they have there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure whereabouts in Berlin it was or whatever. Um, and it was like three o'clock in the day and it was all very calm because we'd been out the night before and we we're still having a hangover the and we're kind of like, and one of the guys was like, let's, you know, sing songs. And uh, he was like, okay. So everyone had to sing a song, whether whatever it might've been. And I think he said it has to be like an Irish song yeah, yeah. or an, uh, by an Irish artist or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I think I was one of the last ones and like all of the typical ones have been sang. I was like, what the hell am I going to do here? And the bar, like the guy had come over, it's like, listen, guys, you can't really, you know, sing here in the bar. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, cool. Um, and for whatever reason, I was like, I had one line in my head um, of a song. And I was like, I don't know, apart from the chorus, I know the first line of the song. And I was like, I said it. I was like, listen, I'm going to sing this line of the song. And if nobody can help me with the second line, then I'm just going to look like the biggest idiot in the world. Right. Um, and it was Lady in Red. So oh, nice. <laughs> but what was so funny about it was like I was like, I've never seen you look and then somebody helped me with the second line. Then the whole bar erupted. No way. And the guy oh at the bar man was like, Okay, you guys can't leave now. No, you know? big Christopher yeah. fans. Yeah. No who way. Knew? Who knew? Oh <laughs> I guess it was the only song maybe people in the bar actually knew. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. an internationally famous song. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. That was, was my that's a funny moment. Oh, that's but anyway, so satisfying when that pays off. Um yeah. <laughs> Um, I've never uh, that was the end of my music career then but um, <laughs> Berlin's a really cool city yeah um, very creative um, my uh, partner was over there recently and she was doing uh, a tour and the guide had said to her that you know before the war um, Berlin was like the creative scene in, in Europe and one of in the world almost yeah, yeah. people always traveling to Berlin you know, for that purpose, really artistic. Obviously, then that went away. Yeah. With the war and stuff like that, but um, he said that it's kind of coming back a little. Bit. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like, is that why you really moved to Berlin, or, or like you said, I know you said you just wanted to move in something different, but why Berlin and not like anywhere else? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, absolutely, Berlin is like jam packed full of artists. Like yeah. it's it's I feel like when you tell people you're a musician in Ireland, they're like, uh huh. And like, that's your dream. But what are you really doing? Do you know, whereas in Berlin, they're like, yes, of course, you can do this. Uh, you know, every, everyone is like uh, artist or musician or, you know, there's 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 so much of it about. And I think actually in the context of Germany, it's still a cheap city to live in, like cheaper than a lot of places, which is funny because it's such a popular one, but they're. I think they're so, uh, Berliners are really good at giving out and they're really good at like yeah, protesting when they're not happy about things and they like do not take shit Yeah, because they're just sick of sick of all the shit they've been dealt over the years. So, uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that would say it's getting 
more expensive and stuff but still for an Irish person it's like this is pretty sweet okay and I, I made friends with people who have um, been like Berliners for a long time and my rehearsal room is on a boat on the river oh wow like like this converted boat that's like offices upstairs and proper recording studio downstairs and uh, I've found like a kind of a family there and it's just I don't know if I feel like just things feel more possible in Berlin in a way that that money will hold you back in Ireland you know for for things like that like is it a little bit of our culture as well yeah maybe um I I spoke to a guy Melinda who was also on this podcast and he's a comedian from Sri Lanka mm. and he he said one thing I like about Dublin is and this was his opinion it's like that it's very innocuous as you said like someone could be a writer or a musician but it's definitely you don't advertise that yeah um, whereas he said if you were in Berlin like you can see that person is a musician that person is a writer mm. you, like it's very people are confident enough to be that yeah um, and yeah it's sometimes That's funny in, though, because in Ireland it's... like it's kind of like I do think sometimes it's like we're so good at chopping people down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe yeah. chopping ourselves down. I don't know what it like is. And we find humility charming in people. You yes. know, that's that's a that's an attractive personality trait for Irish people to Irish people. Like, you know, yeah. they've no airs of graces about themselves, and you know, they have no confidence, or you know, that kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's like we love that. Yeah. You know. Uh, so and and there's there is, there definitely is that, but it doesn't. It's not conducive to like committing yourself to to making work like making art without having some sort of like yeah I'm doing this thing but like whatever you know yeah without having some sort of shame about it like yeah I, I'm a musician and I'm not being funny or weird by saying that like yeah that's what I do like that's what yeah. I do all the time but I, if I'm in it like you know like if I'm getting a taxi and we're making a conversation I'm like oh, I'm a musician I feel I feel embarrassed yeah do you know I don't feel like oh, music. you know it's like cringy yeah. I that can happen with other things as well. I used to live in, in Spain. I used to live uh, for four years. I lived in Las Palmas in in, in Gran Canaria. Oh, nice! Right? But I, after a while, I stopped saying that. I'd come home and like you're talking to the taxi man or something. Those bloody taxi men. Um, yeah, or like I was actually. I remember that I came back and it was just before passport control and there was a group of lads and it was mm-hmm. like the last flight in. And I guess he was asking like where you're coming from, probably mm-hmm. to know if they get to go home soon or not. Um, there, uh, it was in my early days of living over there, and it's like, yeah, they were like, "Where are you coming from?" It's like, yeah, um, Las Palmas. It's like on holidays, were you? And I was like, "Oh no, I lived there." And they were like, like five of them were like, "Oh, who do you? Who's this oh, lad living over in Las Palmas?" And I was like, oh, "I learned my lesson there." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But <laughs> yeah. it's in a, in a different way. Is so it can be. I think there's two sides to it, right? Yeah, it can be as you said. A charming thing in, in in about it, like nobody gets, what's that, tall poppy syndrome or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a negative way of looking at it, but mm-hmm. sometimes it does frustrate me on the other end where maybe people don't go for things as much as yeah. they should. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's good that you're doing it, so you feel more comfortable maybe in Berlin. Um. I guess so. That. I guess so. I mean, ultimately, I can just afford to be there. I can okay. afford to live in Berlin, live in the middle of a city and I can pay the rent and have a really good quality of life. Yeah. Um, and it's cheaper for me to fly back and forth to Ireland. You know, like I flew back specifically to do this podcast. You know, <laughs> you can fly back and forth all the time. It's grand. Uh, it's cheaper for me to do that than try to pay rent in, in, in Dublin and have a city experience, you know. And I feel like 
for any of my peers. Like they're just getting pushed further and further away from the pale. You know, yeah. like one of my bandmates, Saoirse, she's living down in Wexford. One of my friends is in Kilkenny, and like everyone's just all around the country, which is cool, I suppose, if you want to look on the bright side. But ultimately, it's like there's not there's not ho- there's no like hub anywhere. Everyone's just kind of doing their doing their best, I suppose. Yeah, and that's it's it's frustrating because in a time like especially COVID, mm. um, like I, I talk to people from all over the world on this podcast, and they're like, "Oh, during COVID, I miss my family and everything." It's like actually during COVID, I miss my family too. Like, we actually live together for, but you know, we're way further than five kilometers away from our friends yeah. and, and, and our family, and our friends are all over the place or yeah. outside the um, city, and um, the importance of having a community or sorry it is very important to have a community I think yeah now I'm getting more and more into this and realizing how important it is yeah totally yeah Um, but it's difficult it is like because even you know I'm from Bray but all of my friends that grew up there couldn't afford to live there you know so I don't have when I go back to Bray to see my family I'm seeing my family I'm not you know none of my none of my friends are there and even when I was kind of there and like, I'd say it was a 20, 2018, 2019, I started putting on this thing in the Harbour Bar in Bray upstairs. It was called the Creativity Club. Oh, cool. And it was basically like a, a like a once a month shared studio space, if you like. Mm. Uh, it was the idea was that we could all come together and be ourselves with our laptops and do whatever <laughs> the work was and not feel self-conscious. And this yeah. is we're all deciding we're going to like. Or do the bit of knitting somewhere or do the bit of, you know, you have to kind of create this like, it's okay, we've decided we're going to do this. You're not a dickhead if you take yeah. out your laptop or you take out your notebook, you know. Yeah. So it was specifically for that. Um, and that was really nice for, you know, again, creating something within the community and and uh, giving something to people that are just, it's it's like, you know, it's, it's really, it's there for you to take. Like you could go sit in the harbour anytime you wanted to and do that. But it's just creating this situation where, We've all agreed this is what we're doing and and it's okay and it's celebrated and all that stuff. Safe like, space. Kind of thing, yeah, without feeling like fucking Asian. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of the reasons why, like, um, Polly at the moment is doing a, a, a training course to be a, a CrossFit instructor. And I think one of the reasons why that community, and it, again, using the word community, is so because yeah. there is a tight bond between people. Like, yeah. It's not necessarily about the push ups, it's about the, cup of coffee afterwards totally. it's about the chat and again like what you're saying it's not about what you write on the laptop or whatever it's about just having a chat and, yeah and um i'd say most people during covid realized how important that was yeah how we all missed it yeah totally yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's something so simple and so so seemingly innocuous or you wouldn't mm. think it's important but yeah. Yeah, I think it really is. I, I mean, I agree. And I, and I don't know how that translates yet to Berlin or like any kind of big city because there's a transience to yeah. people being there and people like are there for six months and they're like part of your life and then they're gone. Or, you know, there's that kind of element of things. Whereas I remember in Bray when I was still living there um, with my mom, um, <clears throat> there was like a, there had, there was kind of an influx of, of foreigners and uh, they were like setting up this, um, this like exercise group that we'd meet up once a week and do all these workouts. And then there was this WhatsApp and everyone was hanging out. And of course you were talking about in the podcast the other week, whereby if you're Irish and you have your friends and stuff, you're like, I don't need this. I'm too busy for like meeting up for random coffees and stuff. And only now since I've moved away, I'm like, ah, I see the importance of that actually. Like you want to be involved and you want to like, actually like 
grow some roots and like yeah. you know sink your fingers in a little bit deeper yeah. do you know that kind of way so yeah uh I don't know how that will I don't know I, I, I haven't had the same urge to create community in Berlin because I I feel more like I'm on the outside of it rather than mm. but I feel I also still feel like I'm I'm even though I've been kind of there for a long time I've I still feel like I'm getting into it in a way yeah well I guess it takes a little bit of time as well yeah um and discovering maybe that you really want to be there or mm. maybe you find that you're so busy and that you I guess if you if you have the ability to come back and forth to Dublin is is also always knowing that that's there. Yeah. It's at the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I really need to chat with someone, I'll just I'll take a flight back and totally. Um, it'll you know I'll, I'll do that. I think, uh, it might be different for some people who come here like and with I talked to a girl called Celeste from Venezuela and she, obviously it's not easy for her to go home you know she's here yeah. like her cousin the way she got here was um basically her cousin left first got a job in the uk saved up enough for celeste's ticket to come over because it's it was just impossible Whoa, to work and yeah, yeah. to save money for a ticket from venezuela to to here mm-hmm. um so from her point of view she's here and she's not going anywhere for a while Whoa. um or maybe maybe i'm being dramatic but she might go but it's home a big maximum commitment. once per year, maximum yeah, once yeah, yeah. per year. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, for that for that type of person, I think the creation of a community is is, is so important. Totally. Yeah. 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 And it's a weird one because I guess as well, my 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 boyfriend had been in Germany. He was he was in Leipzig as well. I, I actually tried that out for a few months last year, but it's a bit too quiet. But he's back because he got that magic doll. Did you have it? The artist doll? Um, I'm calling it Magic Doll. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Magic Doll is, uh, it's not called that. It's called like the artist pilot scheme. And basically last year there was a, they put out a call to anyone who was making, primarily making their income from their art, whatever it was, writing, poetry, music, uh, visual arts. <clears throat> you could just fill out a very simple form to prove that you were, uh, you know, eligible candidate. And they would pick 2,000 people at a lottery to try out this scheme for three years. So I applied, but I wasn't, I wasn't one of the like lottery lucky people chosen. Wow. But 2,000 people were, and my boyfriend was one of them. And basically, you get like 325 euro a week nice. for three years. And it's not like, it's not against what you earn. It's to help you get set up. It's, it's so you can earn whatever on top of that. It's just so you don't have to have a side hustle as an artist. So That's he's the yeah. So he's an illustrator and he's still doing work, but now he ha- he has more space to do his work on his first graphic novel, which is huge. Do you know, mm. so anyone that I know that has got it uh, is putting it to good use because because it's a pilot scheme. They're trying it out. So I think you do have to do a certain amount of, I suppose giving them some sort of records of what how it's been going for you and how this how successful this is uh for you and I suppose for the economy ultimately they want you to be getting set up as a successful money making artist yeah um uh, and so yeah anyone that I know that's doing it is is driven to be a good example which is really cool you yeah know? I actually think I, went, I had a guy on, on the podcast I don't know if you know him um a, a few weeks ago called Luke Clerken oh I, I know think, Luke yeah yeah I think now that I rings a bell that he told me he was he didn't call it the magic doll, but, well, he uh, but <laughs> if he's an example, then yes, it's been good to good use. Yeah. That, and I love the songs that he's come out with. And 
I think it's given them the time to, and the confidence to record it and perform it. I was at a gig of his in the Workman's Club a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and he's a really talented guy as well. Yeah. Um, just the con- He wouldn't like be able to do that without it. Like, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's important, man. That, that yeah. sort of stuff, like music, like for me, music is important. Uh, other people, it might be poetry or illustrations or whatever. Yeah. But people need that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you need to be able to connect with something that's not like art is so, so important. I yeah, think. To- completely. Like, there's I a line that he said in one of his songs that like is still with me. And yeah. it's like it might be like a bit of a cliche topic but for whatever way he sang it. It was like it was something like uh, what has gone for me now. Something about carrying um, pebble until it becomes a boulder. Okay, and, you yeah, know, it was just, yeah. There's an image there that for me makes me understand something that it might take me three thousand words to understand. Yeah. But the way he sang it and the way I was like, you know what? Yeah, basically, you can be overthinking something. Yes. And you can create it like I guess a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, be another yeah, way yeah. Of saying it, but yeah. you know, some I listened to, it, I heard it in the gig, and. I, for whatever reason, I left thinking about that and then I was able to apply that. I was like, okay, totally. maybe there's something and, you know, I might be overthinking some stuff. And, Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the, for me, the real benefit of music. Yeah. Or any kind of art is it's a language that we cannot, that we use to communicate that with words, it's communicating concepts that can't be communicated with Absolutely. words. Absolutely. It's, it's like, it's just another form of, of connection, but like a really like profound one because you kind of have to, you have to connect with it and fill in the blanks in a way that makes sense for you. Yeah. Like, and it's so, it's so valuable yeah. and really poignant and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great when people have the space to actually spend time on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, a, a few weeks ago, I saw that you were on, in Hot Press magazine, which is something I used to get all the time when I was younger. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, there's a girl that's been on Hot, in Hot Press magazine and she's got to be on the podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I've made it. <laughs> Validation. <laughs> yeah. um, that's really cool. Was yeah. that your first time on, in, in, in Hot Press? Or, I imagine probably not, actually. Well, we, the Lingos had a couple of covers, actually, with Hot Press. Uh, which always felt like, yeah, we made it. Mm. Um, but this was, no, they reached out to me to do this gig and I was, you know, because I feel like as as Queen de Barra and not as Wyvern Lingo, I'm more just like delighted to be on anyone's radar. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you reached out, do you know, because mm. I'm not doing, I don't have any kind of a team and it's to my detriment, but I'm like literally doing this all by myself. I really yeah. need a manager. i've been manifesting it but now i'm just like literally just like please help me (laughs) somebody (laughs) but uh yeah the hot press thing was great i mean it was it was a really interesting uh, idea so basically it was this thing called dare to share and it was um promoted by patty's whiskey and thank you patty's it was great um and it was myself shabzi do you know mm-hmm. Shabzi? Yes. Unreal. Yeah. Incredible performer, incredible yeah. artist. I've, um, never, I've never seen the performance. Oh my God. But, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Like he's just so good. He just commits and he's, he just commands the room in like an intimidating, like, I don't want, I want to be on the same stage as you get away from me kind of way. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, and then Ham Sandwich, you just have absolute bangers and they're yeah. just lovely people. Brilliant. And yeah. And the idea is that we would all play like our own songs, but on, only like two or three. And we'd almost like, Pass the pass the torch by like joining each other for a cover or one of our own songs. So there was a, this wow. collaborative element. So we all came on and started. To be there. Yeah, it was and it, and fair play to Hot Press and they were completely speaking my language, saying they wanted to put on like 
intimate, memorable events. I was like, yes, hot press, love that. I'm all over that, all over that. So uh, we did one in Galway. And then two weeks later, we did one in uh, Blind Pig in Dublin. Um, just like cool little speakeasy. Mm. And was that like, was it like a ticketed event or how you applied for free tickets? Okay. But you know, like you didn't have to pay, but you had to commit to, to going and getting the tickets or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that, that is one thing about having, cause I, I've run, um, events for, for this podcast, which is like, I call it a live podcast. I think I'm gonna have to change the name because it's not, I mean, we do do a little podcast in it, but it's more of a kind of get to meet people and yeah. get a comedian and. Um, a musician as well. Nice. Like tomorrow we've got, um, I don't know if you know, well, Pablo and the Foreigners, these guys that no. play, uh, they're brilliant. They're yeah. just, they just do covers, but they're these guys from like four different corners of the world, guys and girls, and they just entertain people. Deadly. They're just great fun. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then Pedro is a stand-up comic who we're going to chat to, but the whole idea of the night actually is for people to come and meet each other. Yeah, like, nice. To, to stick around afterwards for half an hour and like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're sound, if you want to get a coffee in some other time or whatever. Deadly. Um, but the tickets for, are free. And yeah. the problem is a lot of people might get tickets, which then it becomes sold out. Yeah. Um, and then people don't come. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. that's just the nature of it, I guess. But um, I know that is that is the risk with free things, definitely. Yeah, but definitely, I guess, range. at Ham Sandwich, Quidabara and Shopsy, most people do turn up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> funny, like the first one that we did in Galway, like we knew that the capacity of the room was about 40 and they obviously oversold the tickets because they're so used to this idea. It was like, I think about a hundred and something, like 130 people turned up. It was jammers wow. full of people. And we we're like, oh no, oh my God. We thought this would be the like grand. There's going to be nobody here gig. Yeah. It was not like that. Wow. So they were like really careful then with the Dublin one because there was like absolutely no room for too many people. Okay. Um, But yeah, it was lovely. I mean, it was, it was, Kind of, I none of us really knew what to expect because you don't really get put in that situation often to be like, okay, we're gonna we have to learn each other's songs because that's what's been prescribed, um, and it was just a real honor and it's so um thrilling to hear another artist sing your song mm. and then like to also put your own spin on someone else's music, uh, so it was a, I'm like really thankful for the experience. It was super unique. Was it recorded? Can we watch that? No. Anyway? No. Okay. Just yeah. in the memories of those who were there. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky ducks. <Yeah. laughs> there was there was a lot of camera lads around, so there might be some stuff that comes of it, but I don't know. Yeah. Apart from obviously I'm going to include a link to, to your Instagram and to your um to your Spotify mm-hmm. page. Is there any other links or things that I should be adding in that you would like people to to follow or subscribe to or listen to or no that's that's be. really it i mean my band camp is where the real money's at but like no it's my band camp no band camp you know band okay. camp that website uh, I, I do now <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of like patreon but no band camp is just it's just a website for downloading music but you actually download the mp3s Ah. So even so, so it's, there's a, they've been doing a thing since COVID called Bandcamp Friday, which is like, like I don't know, the first Friday of every month, and they get the website Bandcamp don't take any fees. So you see artists be like, it's Bandcamp Friday, download my music or buy my merch because the website isn't taking a cut; it's all going to me. Wow. Uh, okay. The well, then I will hundred percent include a link to that. Tell people about the Bandcamp. Yes, yeah. I should have known about that. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Um, yeah, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. That. Um, and do we have any like shows or no, anything? No, I have nothing. I need That's a manager. Or a personal assistant. No, I need to. I need to get on that. I like. It's funny because I gave myself like January to like not put on my business brain, and then I'm like, oh my god, it's March. 
I need to get on it. Yeah, um, uh, that happens. You know. uh, when is this going out, though? Um, it'll hopefully go out this week. Oh, well then, okay. Well, I am playing a gig in Galway for the Grey Somali Festival on the 16th of March. Brilliant. I think Kathy Davies on the bill as well. Uh, and uh, it's, I know that's going to be great. 16th of March. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and next time you're in Dublin, I, I'd love to see you. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure that will happen sooner or later. I uh, need to book it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so do something. And uh, yeah, 16th of March, Galway. Could be a yes. nice little Paddy's Day thing for anybody who's listening and wants to get down and get out of Dublin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really cool. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. You're great. Um, crazily talented. Um, so with the kind of drive and all that that you have to, to do it, it, it's all like a perfect mix. Nice one, um, man. Thank you. So yeah, we look forward to, to hearing these new songs. No pressure, though. Whenever they come, I'll be taking updates. Updates. Refresh. Refresh. Check my uh, socials, I swear. <laughs> Thanks, man. Nice one. Thanks for having me. Boom. There you go. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.